are listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Diamond District bonus hour on this first day of February. How's your week going? We got over the hump together. Hell, you damn near see the finish line from here, can't you? Now, you're at least making the turn for home. Miller and Moulton, the Florida Sports Network from 6 until 9, but this hour is for you in the 239. Thanks to Jason and Todd at the Diamond District. They have been told there is a big day coming up in just under two weeks, and so they're going to change their marketing plan entirely to cater to this day. Late decision made by Jason and Todd at the Diamond District. They're going to sell jewelry for Valentine's Day. Not only are they making changes, big changes for Miller and Moulton this February. We're even going to work harder. We're going to work an extra day this month. Oh, for goodness sakes. Who's our agent? Who's handling our negotiations? You. Oh, well, no wonder we're working. and not We're going to work an right. extra day this month. Yeah, all We right. figure we owe it to you. If you insist. I'll tell you what, though. I'm only going to do it once every four years. Fair enough. Ah. All right, uh, BFD or I don't know this uh, three billion from the Strategic Sports Group and the PGA Tour, and I guess the tour will still be nonprofit. They'll create the separate entity, which is for profit. The players will have equity in this. <laughs> I at the PIF if they want. That's the Saudis can still. Uh, they can throw money into the pot if they want, but we don't really need you guys anymore. Go to hell. Okay. Well, and I, their money doesn't give them the same seat at the table. That's the one thing that this does, David, is their money does not give them the seat at the table they thought they were getting before. Well, listen, if I'm the Saudis, I'm out. No, I'm out. I mean, come on. I did this to have a seat at the table. I did this for quote-unquote legitimacy. What, like I need to enter into a business arrangement with anybody? That's not why we're doing this. But if you want a sport wash, you want – this league, don't you? I don't know. Why don't I just go in and create my own? Listen, okay, I'm being very serious about this. I We've never gone down this road. Based on Rory's 180-degree turnaround in the last 90 days, how close do you think Rory is to signing with the LIV? Because I think he's playing for him next year. Seriously. Okay. Seriously. Yeah, I, I don't. Okay. Really? Really? Do you, uh, John Rahm just got three to $400 million. Okay. Well, like Rory needs to play in the waste management, in the American Express. Rory wants to play a world tour. Rory is like Monty was. Rory would still love to play 15 tournaments on the DP world tour. He just won the DP World Tour Championship. He still plays a half a dozen or more tournaments a year on the DP World Tour. Okay, I think Rory's into being, you know, he's in his mid-30s now. If he'd have won a Masters, I might take your bet. But I think the fact that he won't be able to play in as many majors would bother him? Why not? Not playing in the PGA if he's on the Live Golf Tour. 
Oh, sure. Uh, first He's, off, he'll be eligible for the PGA. First off, he won the PGA, t- what, twice? I mean, so you get in it, I think he's in it for – I mean, the only one he's not in until he's, you know, in his 50s, I think, is the Masters. And it's difficult to imagine the Masters not inviting Rory McIlroy. I mean, how many years would it have to be where Rory's status is such that the Masters would not invite him? By the way, to Mark's point, Rory hasn't won a major since 2014. Oh, no, we're well aware of that. Oh, and, we have banged that drum for years. And yes, he did win two PGAs, but it was 2012 and 2014. Right. 2014 PGA is his last major. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Phil Mickelson's won a major more recently than Rory. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. A lot more recently. Yes. Oh, no. We're well aware of who's won majors since Rory last won a major. Well, the only reason I bring that up is just because what Mark is saying. Like he, yeah. I mean, how PGA is, is that for life? You win a PGA, you're invited back for life. I, I think, or at least till a certain point. See, and I thought it was. I thought he was up against because I thought it was ten years on some of these. So, well, if that's you case, start dropping off the world golf ranking points pretty quickly. Okay. This is, I mean, listen, you and I have banged on Rory pretty good for a bunch of legitimate reasons. But you're running a tournament here. Rory McElroy wants to play. Are you really going to say, no, man, I'm sorry, I'm good. I got to make uh, the club pro in Medford. Uh, I got to fit him in. I mean, come on now. I mean, if he leaves point, the PGA Tour for live, for, come on, David. Uh, unless they work something out, unless unless that Saudi money comes and they're going to let them jump back and forth. Hmm. Well, those who come back are going to get punished, right? Well, I, I don't even care about that. No. I, I just find it, I mean. Okay, PGA Championship for life, for what it's worth. You only get five years of the other three majors. Okay, now he is a U.S. Open champion. The likelihood is they would give him an exemption for as long as he's a viable player on the world scene. The Open Championship, that gets you to your 65, right? Right. Okay. So the Masters would really be the one because he hasn't won it. And so in, in a couple, a handful of years here, I guess it's possible, you know, 2027, 2028, Rory McElroy, still in his 30s. All right, would not be eligible for the Masters. I I I think Augusta is inviting. Him. Do you? Th- okay, I do. I don't think they would. Who determines that? Augusta. Augusta. But okay, but like who? Augusta. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what part of that you didn't no. seem to understand. It's the Augusta National Invitational. Right. They it, choose the board. They, they call it the Masters, but it's the Augusta National Invitational. They choose who comes. To I that guess tournament. what I'm wondering is what would their stance be on the whole live thing to begin with, and well, would they're this... not huge fans, but they didn't ban anybody from live playing in their tournament they basically said hey if you qualify you can play and though those that have if you're in the what top 50 in the world rankings by a certain date yes and if you've won a pga tour event you get in and also if you're a past champion which he's not right 
So do you think they'd be more inclined to invite him back because it... I don't think so. I don't think they're going to change their rules. I would bet any amount of money you wanted to bet that the Masters would not change the rules of accepting players based on one player. Well, but see, they wouldn't have to change their rule. It's an invitational. They can extend the invitation to anybody they want. To, okay, you extend the invitation to people who don't qualify. But they have a set set of rules of how you qualify for the Masters. They would have to change those to include Rory if he was not under those rules. I don't see Augusta ever doing that, David. That's all. Well, but they do it for they do it for young amateurs around the world that they like, you know, who necessarily haven't won the tournament yet to get them in, but they see them on the rise. And so, you know, I mean, that's I don't No, You got to win certain amateur events to get in. You got to win the mid am or you got to win the US am. Now they've added like the Latin American am. They've added amateur things because it's a big part of what they are. But they don't just say. Trent Bally's a up and coming amateur. We're going to invite him. Do you remember this like 20 years ago? Catherine Cartwright, who grew up in Southwest Florida, and she was a terrific uh, amateur player. And I forget the name of the tournament offhand, but it, it, men and women could play in this tournament. And she made it to the quarterfinals playing against guys. And if she had won three more matches, you win that tournament, you get an invitation to the Masters. And, I mean, it was – and she was, I think, a teenager at the time. And we, I think you – know, I think Michelle was in a tournament too in which if she had won a couple more rounds, she was going to get a Masters invite. Man, that would have been something. I like, by the way, that uh, – Augusta Invitational that they have for the the women. I love watching them play the course. I do. I, I think it's cool. You know, and some of them, I mean, this Rose Zhang, I mean, she choked away like a five-shot lead down the stretch last year. Had to win in a playoff. Then goes out, wins on the LPGA Tour like it's nothing. She was throwing up all over herself trying to win this amateur event at Augusta. But I'd... So you you don't think, so when Rory's the 58th ranked player in the world in March of 2028, and he's on the LIV tour, you don't think Augusta invites him? I would bet anything you wanted to bet. Okay. Anything. All right. Augusta doesn't change their rules for one person. I Well, see, and I don't see it as changing their rules. Like, it's, it's their invitational. But they, they have a set the... list of how you get invited. They have a precedent. At least, yeah, they have a they they do have a a, a very a, I would say their criteria is ninety nine percent. You're saying it's a hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Now here's the thing. There's I'm no wiggle room. This, I'm trying to write this down as our second bet of 2024. The problem is it's a hypothetical bet. First, Rory has to go to LIV, or he has to somehow be ranked outside the top fifty. How about this? He stays on the PGA Tour. His game goes south. Do you think they invite him? No. Okay. All right. I'm going to somehow put this down as a bet and hold on to this paper. Just put Rory dollars question mark. I'll remember it just like we remembered yesterday's poll question, David. Right. Rory dollars masters. (laughs) That's any indication. We're in trouble.
Big trouble. Question mark. Big trouble. By the way, how's our? Go ahead, David. I was going to ask. No, no, no. Our poll question today is: uh, so Mike McDonald, the Ravens' defensive coordinator, chose the Seattle job over the Washington job. If you were Mike McDonald and you had your choice, Seahawks or Commanders gig for the next six years. And uh, I think I'm the only one who chose the Commanders. Don't know anybody else choose? No, they're forty percent Washington, sixty percent Seattle. Okay, all right. So when I voted for Washington, I did list my reasons why maybe I've convinced a few people. So that Mark Miller, the David Moulton, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. That's how you vote. One of the many differences between Miller and Moulton, David reposts things with a little bit of a encapsulation. Right. I just repost things. Yes. Trent, I'm the and here's why guy on the show. Welcome to the bonus hour brought to you by Jason and Todd at the Diamond District. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. 21 minutes past the hour. The Diamond District Bonus Hour. Thanks so much for listening to Miller and Moulton. Poll question. Mike McDonald had a choice. Seahawks or Commanders? He chose the Seahawks. Got a six-year deal. That's the new thing. Canales got that in Carolina. McDonald got that in Seattle. I mean, you know, we know that. Means three. Yeah, right. But, I mean, at least they're getting paid for six, though. That's good for them. By the way, a longtime special teams coach of the Bucks retired. I mean, Todd Bowles' whole staff is is walking out the damn door. Except on the defensive side. Honestly, losing everybody. It's, It's okay. Bucks fan. And I know Canales helped resurrect Baker. That offense was not a juggernaut. It's not like this was the ramp, the greatest show on turf Rams. They couldn't run the ball. I mean, that offense had limitations and maybe a lot of it was personnel, but I don't think it's doomsday in Tampa, David. That's all. How big of a deal do you think the reasoning, not the transaction, but the reasoning reportedly behind the transaction Boston College head coach Jeff Halfley said, hell with this. I'm done with college football. This is a mess. I don't want any part of this anymore. And this isn't me being flippant. That's reportedly what he told his staff when he said, guys, hate to do this to you. I'm going to Green Bay to be the Packers defensive coordinator. Good luck. And, David, would he have been echoing the same sentiments had he been the head coach at a big-time college football school? Because Boston no, 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 Co- I know what you're saying. Boston College is, if there were ever a breakaway, you and I have talked about this, you know, potential breakaway where a bunch of NCAA member schools pick up their ball and create their own league. Boston right. College wouldn't get invited to that league. Okay, let's try to pick a program in the middle. You know, not Ohio State. Iowa. Uh, yeah, I was gonna, it's funny. I was going to say Wisconsin. So, Nebraska? Okay. Any of those work. Okay. So now let's bridge the gap. Boom. Would If somebody from there leaves, because also they'd be making, you know, it would be a big salary hit. I mean, this is a salary hit, but this would be a big salary hit if you're the head coach of Wisconsin, Iowa, et cetera, and you decide, yeah, I'm sick of the college game and it's going to get worse before it gets better and I'm out. 
Yeah, what's he making to be the DC for the Packers? Uh, roughly, uh, roughly. I, I don't need exacts. I mean, do you make a million dollars being the DC of the Packers? Well, the Packers don't throw money around uh, liberally, so I'm, I'm going to guess no, high six figures. Right. Well, let's ask their owner. What does their owner have to say? As opposed to when you're talking about the BC job, he was probably making three million dollars a year. I would think less, but I, you know, there's definitely two commas. And I would think the first digit's crooked. But, you know, I'll look it up. But when you're talking about a Wisconsin coach or a Iowa coach, and not that Kurt Ferentz is going to leave Iowa to go be a D.C. somewhere. Probably a bad example because he's been there too long. But that type of program. Oh, my goodness. He was making $400,000 at Boston College. As the head coach? That's, That's what it says. Then I'd have left, too. Holy no, man! Oh my! No wonder he left. If that's all they pay a head coach, they can't even afford to pay players there, David. No, they can't. What you have to do today? One hundred percent. We have seen newsflash nil. What did uh, Matt Rule say? You got to have two million to pay a quarterback, right? And Ohio State obviously did. Because the kid from Alabama that was there for an hour and a half before Saban retired went to Columbus. And, and he, allegedly, BC isn't even paying their head coach half $1 million. Wow. But the reasoning behind it is what's important, not so much what the salary is from one to the others. That he said, I'm not dealing with NIL anymore. That this isn't the job that I signed up for. And could other college coaches want to get out of the wild, wild west and go into, you know, the calm, stable league, the NFL? <laughs> so, so anyway, that happened yesterday. You may have missed it. All right, he's a 44-year-old coach, and uh, good for him. He beat out six other guys who were all NFL assistants. Now, Halfley came from the NFL originally, so, but... I think the biggest story of yesterday, bigger than the $3 billion headed to the PGA Tour from a source that's not the Saudis, and so maybe now they go back to being at war with one another, the PGA Tour and LIV, and we'll see if LIV can keep on keeping on and you know continue to poach guys every year, and we'll see what happens there. I think the biggest story was the Tennessee and Virginia attorney generals announcing they're suing the NCAA over NIL. They're going to court to basically say, yeah, their NIL uh, rules, restrictions, and penalties are illegal. And And based on everything we've seen, who do you think is going to win? I'll just ask the question one more time. When is the last time the NCAA won in court? I'd really like to know. We've paid attention to this for 20 years. Nearly 20 on the air. This is something. We go all the way back to the O'Bannon case. We were all over this in two decades ago. We were on this in the 2000s. We saw this coming to college sports. We just thought there is no way 
a billion dollar industry can continue to exist on free labor. And we just said there's just no way this is going to continue. And at what point when the NCAA loses again, will teams even bother to deal with the NCAA? Which really does beg the question. I mean, don't you want to call Charlie Baker, the new president of the NCAA, pull him aside and go, what's the end game? What are you thinking? I'd like to know, why'd you take the job? What did you actually think you were going to accomplish? I mean, you didn't see any of these problems when you took the job and thought you could solve them? Well, you'd probably say, well, you know, I'm, I'm making like a million a year. I get all my expenses paid for, you know. I yeah, but people, really well. that, people that are successful don't want to fail at something and don't want to look stupid. And more times than not, the NCAA ends up looking stupid, David. But what's their end game here? I mean, even if they win, let's just say, because what the NCAA is claiming is Tennessee, Florida State, Florida, and apparently there's going to be many others. That NCAA rules about NIL went on the books in the fall of 2022. And that these schools did stuff prior to the fall of 2022, which is illegal. But when the NCAA set their NIL guidelines in the fall of 2022, they did specifically say, you know, we can go back retroactively and punish you if you didn't play by these rules. Well, I mean, first off, that's okay if you say that. But, I mean, all of us, let's just say we go to court and we go before the judge. And the prosecution says, well, it's against the law. And you go, well, it's against the law now, but it wasn't against the law when I did it. So how could I have broken the law? I mean, which side would you rather argue in court? I think I'd rather argue my side. I That wasn't against the law in March of 2022. That was against the law in November of 2022. Wasn't against the law in March. Well, we're going to do it retroactively. Yeah, it's not how the law works. And this is where they're tying the collectives to the school and taking them both on the same account. Miller and Moulton, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Today was a day when what's on tap. It's how we finish things off right here. Welcome to the bonus hour brought to you by Jason and Todd at the Diamond District. And now here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. 22 minutes until the top of the hour, 16 until we're out of here. Pat Kerwin joins us live from Mobile in the Senior Bowl tomorrow. Uh, There's a couple of things going on in the sports world as we speak. Are you ready? So the Dolphins are interviewing Chris Shula for their defensive coordinator job. Grandson of... Been an assistant for the last seven years with the Rams. So he qualifies because he has shaken Sean McVay's hand, and that's really all you need to get a prominent job in the NFL. <clears throat> um, so anyway, that's a little interesting tidbit. Worldwide, Mark, Lewis Hamilton is leaving Mercedes for Ferrari in a year, and apparently 
the world is not going to rotate properly on its axis because of it. If you say so, I, uh, David, I've tried, I've tried several times in my life to get the motorsports craving that so many people have. And I can watch a little bit of NASCAR. But the open wheel racing to me, and I know the I know F1's the best racing, the most technology, the best drivers. I, I get it. It doesn't work for me. Doesn't work for me either. To me, it's not racing, it's driving. It's entirely about the car. Lewis Hamilton was the best driver on the circuit. All of a sudden, uh, Mercedes, uh, their cars started getting passed by Red Bull and Lewis Hamilton not even remotely competing. What's interesting, though, is he's going from Mercedes to Ferrari, and Ferrari has struggled every bit as much as Mercedes, apparently, lately. So, so anyway, it's uh, not for another year. But uh, Lewis Hamilton leaving Mercedes and going to Ferrari. I would, too, have given the choice. I'd run to Ferrari. Why not? Do you get a car as part of the deal? I'm sure you get more than one. I'm in. I'm sure you get to walk in and go, I'll take that one in red. I will take that one in this. I will take that one in that. And I would like it delivered at noon on Thursday. It's time for someone to take back this segment, if for no other reason than to stop David from talking about Meghan and Harry. Here's Mark Miller with Today Was the Day When. Yesterday, Congress passed it. Today, Lincoln signed it. Today, in 1865, Lincoln signs the 13th Amendment abolishing slavery. Not a it's big biggie. Deal. It's, 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 up, it's up there. It's a biggie. I mean, we fought it. You know, we've only had one civil war. We fought it over it, no matter what Nikki Haley says. Hello. Hello. Check, Hello? check one, two. On? Check Hello? test one, two. Okay. Hello? Back to New sports. Ham- 19, 1950, Curly Lambeau retires, 31 seasons with the Packers, six titles between playing, coaching, general manager. 1964, the Beatles' first number one, I Want to Hold Your Hand, it would be replaced by their second number one, She Loves You. They do a lot of that. Yes. 65, Peter Jennings becomes the anchor of ABC News at the age of 26. And reported on MLK and 700 demonstrators being arrested in Selma, Alabama that same day. It's actually remarkable because you didn't say 85. You said 65. Right. And Peter Jennings failed. I mean, nobody watched ABC. They watched uh, Cronkite and they watched uh, Huntley and Brinkley at NBC. I mean, nobody watched ABC. So he failed and he then went overseas. He was over in Munich when the tragedy happened with the Olympics. He spent like nearly 12 years covering the Middle East and overseas and then worked his way back to the job again. Today in 1967, the American Basketball Association was formed. 10 teams, a three-point line, a red, white, and blue ball. That's the oh, best part. We're talking. The red, white, and blue ball. Dr. J going up. Okay, this is the truth. So last week I was in Kentucky 
for three days. I was in two basketball arenas. And I was broadcasting the games for Jacksonville University, alma mater of Artis Gilmore. Well, Artis Gilmore played for the Kentucky Colonels. And in both arenas, I had people coming up to me asking, is Artis coming for the game? Okay, is Artis going to be here? We've seen him in years past. And I'm like, no, he didn't make the trip. Is he okay? All right. And I, honestly, there was there were people wanting to get his autograph in Louisville when when Jacksonville played Bellarmine. They literally came up and they're like, is Artis coming? And I'm like, no, he didn't make the trip. And there was like a gentleman, a 60-something-year-old gentleman who had memorabilia that he wanted artists to sign. Throw Louisville in the hat next time you're talking about expansion teams, expansion cities. Come on. 1968, Vince Lombardi steps down as the Packers head coach. 1972, Neil Young releases Harvest, his best album. David Letterman debuts on NBC today in 1982. I know. Just. I know. I know. David Stern becomes the NBA commissioner today in 84. Had the gig for 30 years. To the day. Yep. The Firm by David Grisham is published today in 91. Jeff, Did you like the movie? I liked the book and the movie, and they were completely different endings, and I liked the fact that the the book or the movie changed and still had a cool ending. Movies tend to screw that up a lot of the time. Jeff Galuli pleads guilty to attacking Nancy Kerrigan today in 1994. In Detroit. Why? Jeff? Right? Why? 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 That was at Cobo Hall, correct? In Detroit. Uh, the Joe, I believe. It was the Joe? I believe it was the Joe because that's the ice. That's the only reason it was a figure skating competition. Yeah, but I thought it was that. Uh, not a uh, All right. Well, now we'll figure it out after the show. Get to work. John Stockton becomes the all-time assist leader today in 95. Super Bowl 38 was played today in 2004 in Houston. This guy named Brady would be the MVP as New England beat Carolina 32-29. It was also the same game as the uh, Janet Jackson. Justin Timberlake. Uh, Yep. Mm -hmm. Do you think that was staged? Yes. I don't (laughs) think they meant to go that far. I think they pulled off one extra layer of clothing. 09, Super Bowl 43, Pittsburgh. Beats Arizona. Santonio Holmes, your MVP. The game was in Tampa. What a throw and catch. What is Roethlisberger even doing making that throw? They're only down three. You can't throw that ball into that much coverage and risk having it get intercepted. And it goes down as one of the iconic plays in Super Bowl history. Adam Silver will become NBA commissioner today in 2014. That same day, Peyton Manning would win his fifth MVP. 2015, New England, 28, Seattle, 24. Run the ball! And because of that, TB12 is your MVP. Remember Belichick's not, he's got two timeouts, he's not calling them. Does the Seahawks get down to the one at second down? Belichick's not calling timeout. Even Al Michaels and Collinsworth are going, uh, don't you want to call timeout here so Seattle scores? You still have t- you know, time for, you know, Brady? It was unreal. The Belichick best. had a brain fart. Pete Carroll had a bigger one. The best is six years later when Matt Patricia took credit for Malcolm Butler's pick. 
that was my favorite. Let it go. He, let a, it. A let it. Just let it go. Okay. Let it <laughs> go. Uh, two years ago, TB12 retired, and then unretired forty days later, and then a year ago he retired again. Clark Gable, Boris Yeltsin, Rick James, Lisa Marie Presley all to mourn today. Golfer Jim Thorpe is 75. Mark Recchi is 56. Actor Paulie Shore is also 56. Ronda Rousey is 37. Harry Styles is 30. And Jazz Chisholm is 26. What did I miss, David? Well, first off, before I get to that, so did you just remember two weeks ago Kyle Shanahan? Well, no, it wasn't Shanahan. It was Purdy. So Purdy's doing an interview. And somebody went all the way back to, you know, last year's NFC Championship game and you're hurt. And, you know, the questions that you had coming into this season. And Purdy just offers up, well, the biggest question was whether or not I was going to be the quarterback. And they said, oh, Trey Lance. And he goes, no, actually, they called Brady. They called Brady and they told me, they said, you're the guy unless Brady wants to come home and play for his hometown team. Then we're going with him. So, and now Brady had retired, but the Niners called anyway and go, hey, you unretired last year. You, you sure? And Brady goes, no, this time it's for real. Purdy just kind of offered that up. Hey, we were all kind of looking around going, uh, had we heard that the Niners called Brady in March? Hello? So, anyway. Uh, what did we miss? Uh now, the first session of the Supreme Court was today in 1790. I don't know. It was a 5-4 vote on whatever it was. It was 5-4. A lot's changed. That was a joke. There was only six justices, I think, then. They added three, I thought, later on. Okay. Obviously, it's not designed well. Six. I mean, you yeah, can make a lot vote. of sense, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. Well, you know, we were just starting out as a nation. We didn't get everything right. You've heard folks elsewhere mock Florida is gonna Florida. Well, Mark Miller sees it differently. He calls it the good, the bad, and the ugly. What you got, Mark? For the good today, fun little story, we go to the Pawn Broker restaurant in Fort Myers where Wanda Richmond ordered oysters Rockefeller, as she had done many times before, but this time in her oyster Rockefeller, a pearl inside the first oyster that she opened. No retail value to it, but she thinks it's good luck for 2024, and Wanda, we sure hope so, because everybody could use a little good luck. For the bad, we go to Bonita Springs, where Amon Locklear was hoping to sell his motorcycle for $5,000. Amon, I don't know how smart you are, but um, I'll let our audience be the judge because someone came over to test drive the motorcycle that he listed on Facebook Marketplace. The suspect took off towards the field and never came back. If you know who stole the 2020 Yamaha motorcycle worth around $5,000, call Crime Stoppers at 800-780-TIPS. Finally, the ugly, we go to Cape Coral. Don't get left in the dark. Buzz Electric has bricks. Where a man was pulled over by Cape Coral police and police noticed a strong aroma coming from the car. 
The man had a pound of weed with him and for making an improper turn, found himself in jail. And that is the good, the bad, and the ugly on today, February the 1st, 2024. I want to give a shout out to our buddy, Mr. Semesco. We mentioned it earlier in the show, but I mean, he doesn't give himself any credit, so, you know, we don't want to give him a ton of credit. But 600 wins at FGCU. 13 straight years of 25 or more wins. There's one other women's basketball program that can make that claim. UConn. Yeah. And Trent, you've not met Coach Semesco yet, but I can tell you that you'd like him for this reason only. Coaches women's basketball and is probably the biggest metalhead I've ever met in my life. Love it. I do like, love him already. Like That's literally Queensryche, Iron Maiden probably his two favorite bands. Some deep cut metal bands yes. too. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh no, no, no. Not not, not, not the, the low hanging fruit. No, no, no. Okay. A full blown metalhead. Very nice. NBA double dip tonight on TNT. Lakers Celtics. Followed by Sixers, Jazz, and no Embiid for that one. So, boy, that nightcap will be thrilling. Um, Big Ten Network, probably the best game of the night. Wisconsin, a slight favorite at Nebraska, 8.30. You can watch LeBron on TNT at 7.30 and watch Bronny on ESPN at 10.30 if you want. USC going to get it done tonight? I, I like him getting two and a half at home against Oregon. Yeah, I think so. I think they're finally starting to get a couple guys back. Uh, FGCU, the money coming in on the Eagles. They're a three-and-a-half-point favorite tonight at Central Arkansas. I don't know if I can lay points with this team on the road. Get the W, guys. Just get the W, but I don't know if I could lay the points. They're better than Central Arkansas. Although Central Arkansas is ahead of them in the standings, but yes, they are better but they're not consistent yet. Give me some consistency. I'll start betting my hard-earned money. Otherwise, I got to bet Trent seven bucks. 